0: took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's pretty cool. more than important. I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. (laughs) DDP Yoga can work for anyone.
1: DDP. 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 Radio. Well, 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 hold on one second. I'm going to go move the phone away from my microphone, something that I should have done 20 minutes ago when I started sitting uh, here. But I'm going to move the fan away from my microphone so it doesn't sound like I'm broadcasting in a wind tunnel. And then... I will do my epic intro that I always do. So hold on one second. Just over here. Uh. All right. That's the level of professionalism you should expect on this show every week. <laughs> DDP Radio live right here at DDPradio.com. But, hey, I fixed the problem. No longer broadcasting in a, wind, in a windstorm. So <laughs> without any further ado, my name is Mike Mullins. We are live right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And as always... Um, I decided today we're going to have a little homey intro because it's just Crystal and I talking, maybe bringing in a couple callers or guests, but no, no show, so we're going to have more of a campfire vibe. I have a cup of coffee. I'm setting up a lawn chair here at the DDP Radio Towers on top of the top floor. Beautiful sunset, beautiful moon out tonight. And then I uh, slowly but calmly and nicely climb the Radio Megaplex Tower and I release a a, a carrier pigeon, a dove, if you will, that (laughs) blissfully flies across the sky all the way to the top of the top of the top of the top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, where it gracefully drops the invitation for crystal my co-host to join me live right here at our cozy little chat at the ddp radio megaplex and then the dove freezes to death because it's canada but (laughs) in that moment of death there is birth and the birth is the beautiful show we're about to have right here live at ddpradio.com and we can't have a beautiful show without having my beautiful co-host the one and only canadian quote master herself crystal stewart how you doing
0: I'm really good. Thank you. Um, there's so much I could say, but I got nothing. I got nothing.
1: So, tell me, just I just, I'll, I'll give you some advice Katie gives to everyone who tries to have a conversation with me. She says, just smile and nod. Don't engage him and he'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <impact>. oh, <laughs> oh, so so uh, welcome, it's good to see you, good to hear from you again I know there's a lot of stuff going on We're going to touch on some yep. of that tonight, I think But also, we're just going to have a kind of low-key chat we got a little bit of a topic We purposely didn't book a guest this week Because we nice. thought it would be nice just to catch up And have a little bit of a catch-all show and, 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 and check in with everybody And, you know, it's been such an incredible, you know, extraordinary year extraordinary that's what uh, is what i mean um it's been nuts so so many people are dealing with it in so many different ways there are people who are just crushing it there are people who are struggling and there are people who are somewhere in between but i think all of us right now reeling from the past couple of years are just trying to find a way to pull ourselves out of the mess and make something of this you know last bit of pandemic and put ourselves back on our feet which is kind of our topic for tonight and i know um you know, oftentimes we don't have time to get into it because we have guests and stuff like that. But I know you're dealing with some extraordinary uh, circumstances with, with your sure. illness and not being able to go out and, and being kind of confined. And uh, we just wanted to check in with you and check in with everybody and hopefully kind of find a way to kind of navigate through this mess together. Because we're all coming from different circumstances, but it's probably the first time it, that I, in the history of me being alive that basically the whole world – has found themselves just in the same situation. And we're all finding different ways to get out of it and try to put ourselves back in our feet. So uh, Crystal, why don't you, uh, you know, give us a minute and talk about what, you know, things have been going like for you and and you got a big surgery coming up. I'm sure that's weighing heavy and stressful, but uh, yeah, with every stress and with every worry and with every you know, uh you know, bad thing. We have to be able to navigate that and find a way to pull ourselves out of it, which is what the show is about this week. So uh yeah, talk to us about that.
0: So yeah. I have a surgery that's upcoming, it's next week. Um and I'll be the first one to admit I have I mean, a lot of people say it, but I kind of run with it. Um, I'm my own worst enemy. I am my own worst enemy. I know I am. I can convince myself that the sky is falling and it actually will start to fall. I'm, I'm just really lucky. So when someone says hospital, I mean, it. it's pretty much part and parcel to me having an absolute utter meltdown. So yeah, I mean today was spent on the phone entirely several times today, um, on the phone with the hospital because COVID and my health I have MS and then anxiety and now I have an impending surgery. Like it just seems like so much. And you know what? It's really easy and I'm I'm finding the weight of this again. Um it's really easy to just collapse under the pressure of absolutely everything. And you know what? I'm putting myself through the pressure. Nobody's putting me through it. I'm putting me through it. And that's the hardest thing in the world. Because you know as well as I do, you don't always take your own advice.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, you and I are in a, a lot of, uh, a lot of like a uh, uh, what's the word I look for, are a lot alike in many ways. Um, and especially, you know, I'm one of those guys that lives in the analytical, lives inside of my head. You know, I try to, you know, uh, run through all of the scenarios inside of my head before they are even scenarios or possibilities of scenarios. Yeah. I worry about things that are that might happen 20 years down the line and it'll keep me up and wait, uh, awake at night. And um, it's, it's, Sometimes and often very detrimental to your own status and mental health, and yeah, I know in a lot of ways you're, you're like that as well. And I think that being in the pandemic and the coronavirus and all this stuff has given us a lot of time alone with our thoughts. So if you're one of those people who sit there and stew in that stuff, you've had a lot of time to stew, and it works us yeah. it, it works us up. You know, it, you worry and you worry about worrying and you worry about things that may even never come to fruition, but it's also very bad mentally. It's also very hard physically on our bodies. There's, there's documentation of what kind of, you know, things stress can do to us. But also when someone says, don't stress about that. Oh, well, good. I wish I had thought about that. Okay. Thanks. I won't No, You know, you're like that for a reason. It's the way you deal with things. It's the way you, you know, process things and it may not be healthy, but it's your process. And it's something that we can change if we would like, but it takes a lot of effort. It's not easy as just, okay, I won't think about that anymore. It's a very hard thing to deal with. And I know for a fact that you, during the pandemic, have had it more difficult than a lot of us because with your MS and with your, your health stuff, you can't go to the grocery store like a lot of us can't. You can't go do certain things. And it's a very isolating time and a lot of times to be alone with negative thoughts and I can imagine if I was in your shoes, I'd be stressing and filled with worry myself.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I will be the first person to admit as much as I try to be, you know, a beacon and be positive for everyone else and be kind and, you know, just be all those things. My inner bitch is really, really mean. And, and, and she's not mean to anyone else. Other than me, so you know what i man, it's been hard, and i'm learn I've learned over the over the course of you know the pandemic that the biggest thing about being an you don't always feel empathetic for good people you feel bad for the assholes too
1: that's hard, well, you know. I'm sure it will. it is hard. And, you know, you mentioned something at the beginning of the show, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You talked about how, we're, you know, sometimes you're not able to, you know, uh, follow your own advice. And I like to stress this all the time. When I first started at the DDP radio, you know, we had Stacey who was at her goal weight. We had Robert. We had DDP and all these people who were just, like, crushing it. And I'm the guy that struggles on a daily basis with my weight. I'm up, I'm down, I struggle, I'm doing well, I'm not doing well. And I felt hypocritical to sit here on this show and talk to people like I know what the hell I'm talking about, about fitness and health. And it, it sounded awkward for advice to come from someone like me who hasn't got it figured out yet. And Dallas really just, you know, sold me on the fact that you're in this spot because of that reason, because you represent the people that struggle who aren't perfect or aren't finished or a completed project. And when you talked about, um, you know, taking your own advice, Crystal, just because you don't have all the answers and you haven't reached full perfection – in, you, in life doesn't mean you don't, have offers, you don't have something to offer, and it doesn't mean I don't have something to offer because we bring a perspective of this show as someone who's a human being who often is either struggling or has had struggled with the same problems that our guests have or has struggled. And we've got a lot of life advice to give out. We have a lot, of, especially from being in the DDPY community and being here uh, working on the DDP radio show. And just the amount of people who have come through with incredible stories, we have a lot to say. But that doesn't mean that we've figured out the magic plan.
0: And wow. we're still
1: very much work work in progress. And I know you struggle. I, I text you often. I know things get hard for you. And, and the level of MS just brings it up to another level that I can't really – Um, comprehend and I can't really give any kind of hands-on advice to except for be there as a friend and tell you we support you and, you know, try to encourage you to, uh, you know, to just, you know, be yourself and and do what you do because you're such a beacon of positivity for so many people in this community. So just because you don't have it figured out doesn't mean that you have so much to offer and you do to so many people around here. In fact, that your struggles make you who you are and make you even more um, qualified to give out advice to people who have also been dealing with very, very difficult things.
0: You know, it's kind of funny because I always – thoughts. Like I mean, if I was to look back at my childhood, I always thought that when I grew up I would have a job and I would have a title and and you know, that was that was such a big thing for me is to earn a title and be really good at something I do. And (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day. So MS to me, when I have my hardest of hard days, MS just means more shit like the universe is just shoveling more shit onto my plate and I just can't handle it. And that is my title is, you know, I seem to be the universe's go-to girl for shit shoveling. And I mean, that that's just the way it is. And I mean, as much as I've really tried to, change it and alter it and I mean oh my gosh you and I are so blessed because we are surrounded by tons of different people all the time we know a lot of people we know a lot of amazing people we you know we've we've seen people struggle but it's different when you're the person struggling I mean you can't you and I have had this conversation a million times You can actually bullshit a bullshitter, and you and I are very, very um, guilty of this. We can convince ourselves of just about anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's true, and I'd like to be the first person to come out and tell you that I actually am not a male model like I originally had (laughs) had, um, had told you all. I have not been the, the Calvin Klein cover model for the past 10 years. That was all kind of an exaggeration. I'd like to apologize to you all now. <laughs> Sorry. Leave it to me to take an actual real moment, and tender moment, and actually just turn it into a, a, a stupid bit that I do, uh, which is my way of way. diffusing. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't um, want it No, any but other it's, way. it's so true. You know, it, but I do think that's important, too, like, My first uh, first instinct is to take a tense moment and and to make it funny, and I truly believe that if you can laugh at the hardest things you have to deal with, you take a bit of power away from it. When you're able to joke about something or, or bring humor to a really dark or stressful situation, you really do take a bit of the power that it has over you. And I don't know if there, if there wasn't laughter in the world, I'd probably be a, a mess or a serial killer because it's such a, a great <laughs> outlet for me. And I, I know that like, I know you make me laugh and I make you laugh. And um, I know when you're having a, a rough time, you know, I can just you know send you a stupid text or, or talk about how terrible Josh yep. McAdoo is. And we'll just have a hell yep. of laugh because it's really important to lean on people during these difficult times. And I feel You know, social media, you know, while I think it's the bane of our existence and I think will eventually be the downfall of society during this pandemic, you know, the fact that social media existed made a lot of us able to connect or the text messages or phone calls. And I got to say this real quick, Uh, you know, last year after my dad passed away. I wasn't really talking to a lot of people. I really kind of just shut myself into myself and wasn't reaching out. And out of the blue, and, you know, Kat and I are are friends and, you know, we we shoot back and, you know, messages here and there, but, you know, we've never spent a whole lot of real life time together. And out of the blue, uh, I got a text message or a call from Kat, a phone call, which is rare. Um, And obviously I let's go to voicemail because I'm not a psychopath who just answers the phone. (laughs) But no, I just called her back and she said, uh, I just know, you know, you had gone through some stuff last year and I just wanted to call and see if you're all right. I had an overwhelming need to call you and I was so touched by that. And I was almost embarrassed because that's something I would never do. Even to the people I care about, I just have never been the guy to reach out in those circumstances. And I realized how much it meant to me um, to have someone looking out for me like that, who didn't owe me anything. And, you know, I, I, It really just meant a lot. And I was doing okay at the time. I really was. And I told her I was doing all right, and we talked a little bit. But just to have someone in your corner like that, I think it's really important to rely on people during this time. Uh, You have friends for a reason, because you got their back, they got their ear back. And I know, Crystal, during that isolation, it must have been maddening. You know, still is. And I think sometimes people don't think – that you need them or don't think that you want them. So reach out to people. Like tell people things are going a little rough for me right now. Text me, let's shoot the shit or something like that. I think that's a very important thing to do because you never know. Sometimes people aren't backing off because they're, you know, they're being an asshole or want to. Sometimes they don't know how to approach what you're going through too. So I think a great uh, way to actually, you know, pull yourself up in these circumstances and get yourself out of the funk is also tell people that you need them. Tell people that you want them because sometimes people think they're doing you a favor by leaving you alone when in reality you need somebody yeah
0: um I will be the first person to admit that is one of whew, it's one of the hardest things in the world for me, and I mean it's. It, I wasn't raised to count on anyone other than myself. So, you know, when you are put in a position where you need to reach out for someone, if, you, if anyone moves towards me in the fashion to slap my hand because I've tried to put myself out there, I won't do it again. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that I think that's human nature too. I think that you know, you know putting yourself out there is art, especially in like the social media age where all of us put ourselves out there, but it's the most you know perfectly edited, cropped, and best versions of ourselves. Yeah, that sometimes it's becoming harder to let people know who we really are or expose our our true uh, worries or our true um, you know shortcomings or uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, your authentic just uh, insecurities yeah. and all that stuff. You know, uh, social is, media has really damaged us in in that way that I feel – I'll put out a serious post and then delete it because I feel stupid. <laughs> so I think it's really made it hard to actually let your guard down for real because we're all just uh, harvesting these images we kind of expect people to think we are.
0: So I will be the first one to admit that I – I survival thing on my part, but I live a very fractionated life. So, you know, yes, I'm willing to share A, B, and C, but the rest of the alphabet, forget it. Like, it just doesn't happen. And, I mean, that's very much a self-preservation thing for safety. And as much as I do the Soulful Sunday thing and I write all these blogs and I do all this stuff, and there's a lot of heavy stuff in there if you read through some of them. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It I guess it's about learning to dance with yourself. And when you fall, because inevitably you will um, you have to know that you can't stay there There, there's you have to be grateful enough to get up and this is kind of always the boat I've been in it's kind of like this repeating circle that you know oh look and I'm going to nosedive flat on my face but you can bet your sweet ass I'm going to get up and I mean that's just always been the way it's been and but now with a pandemic, oh, boy, this has been hard. And now, you know, there's the anxiety of an impending hospital. Oh, man, I'm a mess. I am literally a mess. Yeah, it's,
1: you know, you you, you can't have anyone who will probably relate to your exact circumstances. You know, you've got a lot going on in the hospital state. is isn't, you know, isn't going to help you mentally up until then. You know, uh, hopefully, on the other side of it, you'll be feeling better and, and better than ever. But you know, it, no one can tell you that it's not stressful. You know, they can tell you it's going to be all right and all this stuff, but it's it's a pain in the ass. It's stressful, especially knowing how much you hate doctors and hospitals. In fact, I think the nurses uh, and, and doctors over there have already bought protective headgear and and padding and stuff <laughs> because it's for Never your have. impending arrival. <laughs> so. I know. I know how much you hate that. And I know how much it stresses you out. But I don't believe doctors are are bad. I don't believe medicine is bad. I don't believe that surgery is bad. It's stressful and scary. But those people are there to help you, even if you don't like what they say at the moment. And even if you've had bad experiences, I believe that those people are are for good and they care and they want to make you better. But As much as I believe that, I know that sometimes when you're staring down a big surgery like that, it's not where your mind's at. You don't want to believe that. You just want to hate them and be angry at them until it's done because it's scary and stressful. And that's okay, too. You know, scary and stressful is is also a human emotion. And it's okay to have them. And it's okay to be pissed. It's okay to be angry um, because it's scary and angry. And I think that on the other side of it, you're going to be better than ever. I think you're going to be well. But... I also think you are have the right to be pissed off and scared and angry and cynical and all those things, too, because it's part of life and it's part of the process. I don't know. You know,
0: you kind of, I don't know. I just have gotten so used to kind of hard to see the blessing of something. Does that make sense? That seems a little weird to me. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's honest. I'm lost in like a whole sea of, oh, my God, what have I got to put up with now? So this week, it's, you know, just going through all these medical things. And then next week, so the sixth is the the surgery. The seventh is, well, I don't even know. No, the sixth is, I don't even know. See, all my dates are screwed up, but I have three days in a row. Bang, bang, bang. And one of them is... Um, high school graduation and there's, how the hell am I going to do that? Well, the answer is I can't. And I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow. When you realize that you can't do something, legitimately can't do something, it's probably the most bitter pill for me to swallow ever. I hate being told I can't do anything. I hate it this is hard because I always try and the fail today for me is, is that even if I don't try as well as everyone else, at least I didn't hurt anyone.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't really have any answers to that and not that I you know need to give you an answer. No. You're, you're obviously feeling that and I can't imagine being that in that situation, I, I'm sure it's incredibly hard, you know, graduation. And, and you, it's, it's not, you know, unfortunately MS is one of those things that robs you of moments and robs you of you being able to do things. And there's no, no cure. There's no fix right now. And I can't imagine. It's very fun to go along and realize that I can't do that now, or I can't do this, or this is stressful. So I can't, I can't really relate to that. But, um, I just, you know, in those moments, I can just say that like here, everyone here on DDP radio loves and cares about you, which you know, and we're all rooting for you. We're cheering for you, but you have the right to just have a pity party once in a while. You have a right to be down and pissed off and angry at the world because of it, because I would be, I don't understand it, but you know, we all got your back. You know, we're here for you and, uh, we care about you. We love you. And, you're so important to the show and the people here. Everyone loves you. Whenever we get a, a mm-hmm. message, it goes to you because everyone loves you. They say, "Oh, by the way, I tell Mike we said good job too." But everyone loves <laughs> you. So, you're 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 awesome and you're allowed to have that petty party. That's the big thing people understand. You can be positive. You can be uh, you can be inspired. You can be motivational and also be pity party. Have a pity party because you can't have the yin without the yang. You can't have the good without the bad. And some days, life just freaking sucks. And some days, situations freaking suck. And I'm allowed to feel in a shit mood. I'm allowed to be angry, pissed off, sad, grumpy. You're going to miss that graduation. And that sucks. But unfortunately, that's the reality right now. And there may not be anything you can do about that but just get through it and try to like focus on the next thing because there's unfortunately MS has that effect where it robs you of things and it's a real hard process to figure things out after that I'm I'm sure of it.
0: Yeah, you know, I think one of the hardest, you know, the tail end of everything, and boy do I mean everything. Um it's just being fed up and I mean it, anybody who knows me knows <laughs> Yeah, I guess I fight. That's what I do. I fall down. I get up. I, you know, I just, that's just the, I just don't know how to quit. And this, I'm telling you like I'm telling you like I'm telling you. And I'm being honest. It, it's, I'll tell you, the thought has crossed my mind about quitting. 'Cause I'm thinking, man, how much more can one person take? Because it's hard. And why does it always have to be so hard? And there's no answer. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just it is what it is. It's I'm being tested, I guess, to see How bad it is that I want to get up off my ass and do whatever it is I got to do. Well, I got to do it. To mention, I really don't want a dime. I don't want a diamond cutter. I don't want a diamond cutter. I don't want to get diamond cutted anywhere. So I got to try.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And we're forcing you to keep going. We're forcing you to try because can you imagine the chaos the show would Spiral into without you. <laughs> Let me just put that out there right now. There would the the, the DDP Radio MegaFlex would be on fire. The sprinklers would be going off, it's flooding down the elevators. People like, you know, it's it's chaos around here without you. So I I need you to keep trying. If not for yourself and for me, because I'm going to be lost without this. You know, way to be selfish. Well, I'm it just... me, but also. Don't open the <laughs> but, supply
0: closet because I boomeranged it with pumpkin spice. Just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the the, uh, the thing that said uh, for emergencies only break the glass. Well, that's been broken ten years ago now and has been six, So, <laughs> yep, well, true it's, story. It's chaos. <laughs> but you know this. You know we talked about this. This episode is about the fall and the pulling yourself up. So yep, we talked about falling for. You know, a little while now. Things have been hard. Life has been hard for you. It's been hard for a lot of people. Um, and just because, you know, I I was talking to Rodney yesterday a while ago when we were in in, in um, at a hotel we were staying after a wrestling convention together, and I said I feel shitty, feeling bad about myself, or feeling stressed about things, or down about things because my problems com- uh, pale and compare to other people's. Um, I know there's people who, who on my worst day, there's people who would trade me my worst day for anything. You know, I know that True. I have it good in the world in comparison, but also we're, we're allowed to have our circumstances and we're allowed to have our stresses and sorrows too, <laughs> because there is something to be said for everyone's experience, you know, is different. And if you're stressed, if you're sad, then you're allowed to have that. Um, and, you know, I sometimes feel guilty about being so stressed and sad because I do have it better yeah. than most, and I acknowledge that. Um, but also, some days you feel shitty. Sometimes you just get into funk. Sometimes things get hard. I've said this before. I've had so many ups and downs with my with my DDPY program, uh, probably more than maybe anyone here. I've been around for a while. But, you know, you've got that stressful surgery coming up. You've got a long recovery process. I, you know, I've had some struggles in the pandemic, and, you know, sometimes my diet gets away way it be, although I'm down more than I've been in a long time. I've lost almost 130-something pounds total um, since I ballooned back, since I really gained weight. So I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, and that's where we kind of need to examine. Like, we have this fall. We have this down. We have this funk. So what are our options? This is this episode's topic is getting knocked down and getting back up. So if we're talking to our listeners out there and they're listening, I'm sure there's so many people who are feeling somewhat similar circumstances where we were gangbusters, had a great start, and then things got a little hard and the pandemic hit, depression hit, things got difficult, we let ourselves slip. So now I'm in a place where I'm feeling kind of low. I've put some weight back on. I haven't been working out. So what do we tell someone in that situation? What's the plan? What's the path to redemption? Um, I'm going to leave that to you because I think that you have a lot of great advice, even though you're in a place of a funk right now, you've been here so much uh, so long that you are a great person to help someone in a funk navigate their way out of it. And I think that's a great thing to talk about. So, what are your advice to people who are who are feeling low or feeling down and really need to just figure things out and get back on the horse?
0: You know what it, We are kind of in a very unique circumstance because the playing field has been equalized it's even across the board. We are all dealing with something, and perhaps that's never been more predominant as it is right now I'm you know dealing with this whole pandemic I mean this really threw a wrench into a lot of people's plans but how are you going to fix it because whatever you're doing if it's not working continuing to do it isn't going to make it work still going to be stuck It's just like if you have a flat tire on your car, you don't go and flash the other four and go get a new car. No, you fix the broken tire and you mosey on down your way and you continue on the path. How you think about something is equally important and that's been really hard this last couple of years it's been really hard but it's important to know you're not the only one that will ever fail (laughs) you're not going to be the only one that restarts because you know what even some people that have been here for eons or seemingly eons we are in a boat too and boy oh boy it's it's not supposed to be easy. It never was, and I'm here to tell you that it's never supposed to be easy. But how bad do you
1: want it? Uh, that's such that's, that's a it's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, you know, so many people when they when they come around here, you know, the first thing DDP tells you to do take pictures. Talk to people, be open with your story, share your journey. And I think that's an amazing thing. But also when you're so public about your successes, when things get hard, it gets really hard to come out and and admit your, your, your difficulties. You know, people, you know, you're flooded with people saying you inspire me. I'm proud of you. You're doing awesome. That feels good. And when you struggle, you almost feel like you're letting people down. And if I was going to tell anybody the first step, and coming from somebody who's had multiple first steps, um, I'm going to say this. Don't compare yourself to where you were at your peak. It's a downward slope. It's That's a slippery slope to go at. When you're coming back into it and you're, um, you're you know, holding yourself against the best you've ever been, the best shape you've ever been, the best, your DPY workouts, the lowest weight, you know, it's, you're not there right now. And if you weigh yourself against that version of yourself, you're going to get let down. You're going to feel you know, disempowered. You're going to feel self-conscious. Start where you're at. You, your first yeah. workout is probably a shit show. Your, your first several workouts are probably a shit show. It's humbling yep. to start at the bottom again. It's humbling. It's hard. It's very, very hard. But, but if you've got to do a two-minute workout, yeah, if you got to do a two-minute workout to start, if you were doing an hour and ten-minute Diamond Dozen workout before, and now you've got to do a two-minute workout, it's very humbling. It's very, you know, it's difficult. But you just did a workout, and you probably hadn't done a workout in a few days. Tomorrow, do a two-minute workout or a three-minute workout. Now you've done two workouts in two days. Tomorrow, do a two-minute workout again. Do a five-minute workout. And when you start doing that, you're going to start to build a streak. You're going to build habits. You're going to build momentum. And I promise you, if you start there, instead of I'm going to try to start where I left off, come up short and feel just depressed and subconscious and, and depressed and anger, that's where people drop the habit. That's where people drop the attempts. Because if you're constantly being let down by yourself because you're coming to this from a place where you're no longer at physically, it's frustrating. But if you start small and you start building those habits, you talk to Arthur, he says the number one thing that worked for him was habit building, getting that workout in. If it's two minutes every day, you're still getting that mat up, you're getting on the mat, you're doing two minutes, and you're building streaks, you're building momentums, you're building habits. That's my number one advice for getting back onto things. And this is coming from a guy who's been up and down, off and on, struggled more than most. It's the building of habits. That's what's going to build momentum, and you're going to find yourself willing to push yourself. And once you start hitting those little streaks, those little goals, your confidence builds and things follow. Small goals. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say small goals is where it's at. And you
0: know as well as I do, said, regardless of how you went into this pandemic, I can guarantee you're not going to be the same person that comes out of it. I guarantee it. Because we all have this garbage barge that we've been dealing with. And it's just, it's okay to feel stuck, but it's not okay to stay stuck right and the only way to do that is move you've got to move move your hands move your write something I mean you know I write a lot Um, you know do a workout go for a walk do something I mean you have to step up to your life you can't keep doing what you were doing because we were told to do it and I'm just as guilty as everyone else, I'll be the first one to admit. I was told to stay at home, and I seldom it. that. Of course, I have a different reason, but, you know, it is what it is. And, I mean, you know as well as I do, yes, you can dip a cow patty in powdered sugar, and it's still going to be shit at the end of the day. So what do you need to change? You need to change the recipe of what you're feeding yourself, and that is physically, that is mentally, that is emotionally, that is every kind of emotion you can come across. You, when is it not okay not to be okay to yourself?
1: Well, you know, very well said, but I, I got to be honest with you. Now that you've said that, I don't think I trust this plate of sugar-covered brownies you just sent my <laughs> away for, like, seriously, I thought you were sending me a nice Halloween treat, and now I'm just, nope. like, really suspicious.
0: <laughs> if you come to Canada, do not eat moose-tied moose ice cream. Don't
1: do it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't think then, I'm legally allowed I... in Canada for all the jokes I've made at your expense. <laughs> I think they're right. going to be at the border, which which is very disheartening because I only joke at the things I care about, and I love Canada so much, and the fact that they would deny me entry, I'll be very upset about. Well, we'd have to bust in like the hard way, like smuggle me in like a smuggle me in like a Tim Hortons like you know truck or something.
0: Well, what I need to tell you is is Tim Hortons truck. Have actual coffee makers in them, so you can just make coffee while you're sitting in the truck. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> you don't need to go to the oh. store; you can just make it in the truck.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to know. Good to know. No, but anyways, like I was saying before, I uh, I completely just turned your positive and good comments into another stupid joke. Um, no, <laughs> it's very true though, and I like that. You know. You talked about we're not going to be the same person coming out of the pandemic that we went in. It's been two years of this pandemic. Right. Good, you shouldn't be the person you were two years ago. You know, we change, we evolve for good or for bad. We're always constantly evolving um, over time. And you know, I was I actually watched this uh, this movie the other day, this documentary, and we, uh, you know, they say that. We, person you marry it's not so much uh, about marrying someone for life because when you marry somebody, you marry someone probably five different people because we change who we are over time, like who you married isn't going to be the person you're with at a hundred years old because every one of all yeah. you changes you change your taste, you change your personality, you change your motivation. We're people that are constantly changing, so the fact that you come out of the pandemic a different person is a good thing it can be a good thing because even if you're you, you consider yourself physically mm-hmm. you know worse off mentally worse off there are lessons to be learned in the hardship there are things to be taken and, and used and i think if you come out of this uh, the same person I, I think that you really haven't experienced the pandemic as so many people have because it's been difficult you know 600,000 lives lost here in the u.s alone You know, it's been a a tragedy that will probably, hopefully, only be once in a lifetime for us. It's a a life-altering situation. But, you know, I don't think there's there's any positive to come out of losing 600,000 people. There's people hurting. No. But just because there's no positive uh, spin on that doesn't mean that you can't take that and try to make something of the mess turn the mess into something productive for yourself. We're all coming out of this damaged. And I think that we all share that damage on, on multiple different levels. Some may have it worse than others, but we're all in a situation where we're kind of just poking our head out, dazed and confused. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to be good to each other, be there for each other, and take this tragedy and do something with it. Use the lessons you've learned to try to turn things around or make yourself a better person or a healthier person. And it may not present itself right now, but if we keep learning and growing from this experience, it will present itself.
0: Yeah, and I I have a quote downstairs in the dungeon, and it just basically says, regardless of whatever you are going through right now, what you need to remember is a dented car still drives.
1: Very well said. I love that. I love that. And and now that you mentioned it, I just wanted to tell you that this solo conversation show was all a means to distract you from the FBI agents swarming your dungeon to finally (laughs) release those poor people you have enslaved, writing quotes 24 hours a day, chained to the wall, coming up with quotes of this show. Free. You're all free. Run free.
0: They they don't want to be free. It's too cold outside.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, six like, degrees that's, outside. That, some, that sounds like something an enslaved owner, a slave owner, would say to his creature his <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> oh my bad. Uh.
1: <laughs> uh. And I love, I love that. I, to, I always try to explain it to the guests because I know you mean the dungeon, the bread the dungeons do heart. Yep. But when you say, oh yeah. I go down to my dungeon. They, they probably think you have, like, a bunch of mass executioners down there and, like, <laughs> no, <you know.
0: laughs> I'm a Canadian. It's a Bret Hart thing.
1: Trust me. <laughs> well, yes. Every Canadian knows the Bret Hart dungeon. And uh, yes. I think that's cool. I think that's awesome. And uh, I love the adventure workout, ground. too, because it's – Yeah, right. exactly. It's Yeah. And uh, I just want to know if Stu Hart's down there, like, Stretching out the kids and the snakes and stuff like that, and putting holes and <laughs> wrestling moves, and <laughs> um. you've got a you've got a you've got a dungeon and snakes like that's extra terrifying. Yeah.
0: Thirty snakes. Thirty. Thirty.
1: But those aren't pets. It's a horror movie.
0: <laughs> They're pets. I'm terrified. I'm terrified yeah. to
1: be on the on the phone. Get snakes come through the headphones. <laughs> Oh man, you know, I'm, I do not there's... like them. Yeah, I'm terrified. I, I wouldn't that say that lot. I don't like them. I'm just terrified of them. So,
0: to make a long story short, my dad has a friend. His name is uh, I forget what it is. Something Puran I think it is. I can't remember. But he um, knew him in D.C. and I believe he had something to do with snakes on a plane. So we've always had snakes, you know, my dad had a mountain of snakes. And now I have a
1: little girl who is out to
0: save the world, and apparently that includes snakes too.
1: When he says he has something to do with Snakes on Plane, like the production of the movie, like providing snakes, or he's releasing Snakes on planes.
0: No, I think it's um, production of the movie.
1: Okay, just clarifying, make sure that we don't have, like, a, a situation <laughs> that we're going to have to dispatch Samuel L. Jackson to. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because
0: uh, all I hear in my head is Samuel L. Jackson right now.
1: <laughs> you know, that's weird because my inner, my inner voice is also Samuel L. Jackson. I'm like, you know, get this mother meatloaf out of that mother oven. Yep. I'm saying to myself all day long. My my inner monologue yep, yep. is a split personality between as Samuel L. Jackson and Gilbert Gottfried, so it's chaos. There you will. go. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, Things this show gone. went by Thanks. way quicker than I expected. We got a few more minutes, so let's try to put a little bow on this. Like, all right, sure. next week, um, the twenty ninth. Uh, next week we have the Crystal episode, so yeah. we're going to be talking to you and. Uh, you know, we've, you've always just been on the show, but I don't think we've actually kind of covered your entire story from how you got into DDPY and all that stuff. So Kat Arnett messaged me and said, we should have Crystal be the Warrior of the Week. And I thought to myself, <laughs> she can't nominate herself for the Warrior of the Week. You can't nominate yourself for the Nobel Peace Prize. But as a co-host for this show, I also have a little bit of power. So i decided... <laughs> to instill the nomination for you to do the Warrior of the Week for Crystal. And because Kat has such an awesome uh, idea and because she's such a cool person and and, been such an amazing beacon of positivity in this community, I asked Kat to come on with us and be the second mic for the Crystal episode. And, uh, you know, we're going to turn the tables and we're going to interview you and we're going to talk to you and it's going to lead in to your surgery. So we're going to try to build you up get you all kinds of motivated, all kinds of, you know, house of fire, ready to go for the surgery and all of those positive vibes and karma and all of that, you know, positivity, we're going to put onto the universe is going to be given back to you during your surgery. And you're going to come out of that thing like a bat out of hell. And I can't guarantee it, but I will guarantee that you're going to come out of there and you're going to kick some ass. So uh, we're going to do that next week. And in the meantime, I love that we had this discussion today. I love that we kind of talked a little bit about the insecurities and the struggles and stuff, because it's not all Instagram filter. It's not all hashtag blessed. It's not all perfection. Uh, For you, for me, my life is perfection and all of my blemishes are not Instagram uh, and and filters. They're all just perfection, but most everyone else isn't perfect. And uh, I think it's really cool that we could get on here and talk about that. But you know, we talked about the negative, we talked about the positive, but now we're going to talk about plan of action because that's one of the big things. You don't have to have a plan, like a to the T, but you have got to have some place to go. And I got to ask you right now: you got a lot of uh, recovery, you got a lot of rehab to do, and to get back on yep. your feet. What is something that Crystal Stewart wants to happen in 2022? Something you want to achieve? A place you want to get to? A milestone you want to hit? Or anything? that you'd like to ink here on the air uh, with us today. Do you have anything in mind?
0: I do. I have a lot. Actually, you know, I do have a lot on my plate. So I would like to back on the mat every single day, and I want to make it back to the PC. Those are my two biggies.
1: That's an amazing, amazing goal. And I'll make a deal with you. If you get your ass to the PC, I'll get my ass over there. I'll find a way to get my ass over there to say hello. And if you know me, I'd oh. say I I <laughs> I I've, 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 I put that off because just with little time off and all this stuff. But if you get there, I'll find a way to get there. How's that? <laughs> oh, shenanigans! <laughs> yeah, but also. Um, uh, Katie said that, uh, uh, that I have to have it or you guys can then get a room and have a party, but I have to stay home. So <laughs> you can walk me up <laughs> in the hotel room while you guys go out and have fun. <laughs> oh, too so, funny. Oh my goodness. I love that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I think that's an awesome goal and I think that's a realistic goal. And I think, like we talked about earlier, it's going to be slow starting, you know, after surgery, things yeah. are going to get tough. Just make a point to get on the mat. Even if it's just to lay there and stretch for a second, it's that activity. It's that process. It's that building habits and just building that forward momentum. Because once you stop that momentum, it's really, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to build it back up again. Because like I said, you compare yourself to where you're at and it's sometimes disheartening. Yeah. But any kind yep. of forward momentum, once you've stopped completely, is good. It's a positive. And I am not going to be one of those people that tells you it's all going to be sunshine and roses. But Chris nope. Stewart, I think your 22 is going to be start looking up for you. I think things are going to be better Aww. than 2021. And we're all thrilled to be on the, the ride with you. And we're Aww. thankful that you keep this place in order and uh, uh, keep me behaved and on track and on task because without you this place will devolve into chaos so we appreciate well, you so much.
0: Well thank you so very much and you know what I am the luckiest person in the world because I get to know all of you so how lucky am I? I mean despite how things seem on my end or how difficult they are sometimes it's you know what I'm a lucky, lucky girl. And I love everyone so very much. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't be any more blessed if I tried.
1: Well, we appreciate it and we appreciate you and, and we're looking forward to getting on the other side of this surgery and, and having you back here and ready to roll and that's enough bullshit sentimentality for me for the next year. I've I've, I've had my fill. <laughs> I've said too many nice things. I've said too many kind, it sentimental things and now it's all just snark and sassiness for the rest of the year for me, folks. There you go. Well, so we have a couple of minutes left and I don't know, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but Is there possible enough room, even though you worked very hard talking to me today, we've had just a solo show, is there enough room to squeeze in a quote from one of your (laughs) enslaved dungeon quote masters?
0: (laughs) Yes, and this one's from Mark Cuban, so we're pretty good. Yep. So this week's quote from Mark Cuban, um, work like there is someone working 24 hours a day to take it away from you.
1: That's such a great quote too, because sometimes we take things for granted until it's no longer there. And I think having the threat of having everything taken away from us makes us work harder. I love that. And that's a great quote. And last week, I, I just want to apologize real quick. Last week, so I mute my microphone when I'm not talking or when a guest is talking because allergies are stuck and I'm draining all the time so you guys don't want to hear me coughing and sniffing and sneezing on the phone so I mute my microphone when I'm not talking and last week Crystal read her quote and I forgot to unmute my microphone so nobody knew what (laughs) happened and I just disappeared and you know what I had a really funny ending line and I thought to myself like I was so proud of that and then Crystal didn't say anything and I'm like, Oh, she didn't even sell my great line but apparently she couldn't hear me and know it, neither could anybody else. So I just wanted to apologize for the abrupt ending to last week's show and confusion going on. I made sure to unmute myself this week and uh trust me, you guys should they should be hashtag blessed that I muted the last three minutes. Katie's been trying to for ten years has been trying to find a mute button on me and it doesn't work, so <laughs> you guys
0: you guys got the, the uh
1: the the prime uh, the prime goal for Katie. We got uh, Thank you Crystal <laughs> thank Yeah exactly and Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next week Next week is the Crystal episode Kat's going to be with us If you guys want to call in give Crystal some Well wishes on her way We're, I'm going to try to take some phone calls And if you're listening to this right now and want to get on the line next week And give some Crystal some positive uh, You know feedback or positive Well wishes before her surgery Make sure you come on here and we'll try to get Everyone online I might have to schedule a little bit More time I know you got to get up early probably the next morning, but we'll have some people coming in to say uh, hello and uh, give you some, some love and some, you know, positive, uh, you know, vibes your way. So it's going to be a fun show. It's awesome. going to be a great week. And after that, it's going to be a great year. going to be a great 2022. Um, I'm not even, you know, they say don't say that. They always say it's going to be a better year. Don't say that. You're tempting the gods. I don't care. 2022 is going to be everyone's year because we've been through so much bullshit. 2020 is the worst year, and then 2021 is, like, hold my beer. And 2022, (laughs) we're going to get a kick in the rear and crush it, and then it's going to (laughs) be potty like it's 1999 in 2022. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you guys next week, and uh, keep positive, keep moving forward. Remember that every struggle, every fall, every second that you've wasted with all the bullshit, the next second is another moment turn it all around. It's pretty amazing to think about that. No matter how much of a hole you've dug yourself into, tomorrow's a chance to turn it all around. So, hit the reverse, do a U-turn, let's turn it all around. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Crystal, see you next yeah. week. Have a great one. Yeah. We'll see you guys soon. You too. I checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Bates. Oh! diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the power!